from Corner to Corner proudly presents the Mount Rushmore's of Wrestling, where we talk about heels, faces, tag teams, and many things more. Here are your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Mount Rushmore of Wrestling, Top 50 Edition, and more! <laughs> so, number 31 through 35. Yeah. We're rolling right along. I didn't get any feedback on last week's episode at all. Really? Yeah. Did you? Oh, sorry. I, I was spinning. <laughs> what I'm, are you spinning the wheel I'm, for? I'm so used to spinning the wheel. We haven't spun the wheel in weeks. Oh, maybe you, I miss it. You maybe, missed it. You, maybe, de- you just only missing it. You're going to have to wait till next year to get the wheel back out. So You're not going to let me get the wheel out before then? No, believe it or not, the top 50 is going to take us through the end of the year. Gosh dang. Our final top 50 show drops on Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. So, That's a guest appearance by Santa Claus. Right. Is he going to be on the top 50? Who knows? He might be. So. He has wrestled a few matches at Tribute to the Troops. <laughs> That's this weekend. So, so, yeah. So, we're just counting on down. Let's roll right along. You want to yeah. jump in? You know what? I think I started last week. Why don't you start this week? You did start last week because you wanted to make sure that I got to say the Ultimate Warrior. God. So. <laughs> so this week, uh, going in, uh, dropping in at number thirty-five is none other than Jeff Hardy, who's all by himself. Yes, we did not go with the Hardy Boys. We went with Jeff Hardy on this. We went with Jeff. So, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Jeff had one yet several. Multiple, multiple, multiple tag team titles. I mean, it, it was it was a bunch. And I mean, all over the all over the country. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I did a little bit of research on them. Man, I, they've been in so many daggone promotions. Right. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. But his career really took off when they split the two. Yes, and that happened in it happened in WWE. Before they he left, but he really made an impact when he went to NWA, right? TNA, good grief, and then you know he's spent a lot of time in WWE by himself since since they came back. Well, I mean, he was also a I mean he was a multi time world champion prior to leaving WWE. Yeah, I can remember the match that really you saw Jeff Hardy. You're like, oh dang, this guy might. Be a good singles wrestler. Yeah. And it was the ladder match on Monday Night Raw against The Undertaker for the World Championship. Yeah. He didn't win it, but, you know, they talk about wrestlers earning respect. Mm -hmm. We know that kayfabe's out the window, but I definitely think the way that he held himself and carried himself and worked that match, he earned The Undertaker's respect that night. And it also showed the higher-ups – that he could be the top guy. Right. That, that he could hold his own. And, of course, it doesn't hurt that the fans get behind you. That's true. That's true. And, I mean, the one thing that you now know about The Undertaker, that he's opened up the doors a little bit, he carried a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Behind him curtains. He did. And uh, Vince respects him immensely. Mm-hmm. And... 
Taker if, if responsible for Kane, and I'm sure he's responsible for many more guys. And if it's one of those that if he gives you the stamp of approval, yeah, you're pretty good, right? So, and I'm sure after that match, he got the stamp of approval. Well, I, I'm gonna, I think it wasn't long after that that he won the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Like, it's just that match propelled him to the to the heights that he became, mm-hmm. right? You know, and you, unfortunately. He uh, developed an addiction that had he been able to keep at bay or keep under control, he probably could have been higher up on the list. Yeah. A lot of guys have that same problem. And, I mean, with all those matches they did, those TLC matches and stuff, I mean, it just – I'm not condoning it at all, but you you see how it happens. I mean, Shawn Michaels was the same way. And, I mean, they they were working at that time 250, 300 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just no time to heal. Right. But number 35, Jeff Hardy. So I'll move right into number 34. And this guy, boom, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. I mean, he was a star prior to coming to NXT. Mm -hmm. He had been all over the world, won titles everywhere. Uh, You know, Ring of Honor, New Japan were the two biggest. He comes to. NXT and he becomes a mega star. Yeah. He did everything in, in NXT that you could do. Had multiple five star matches. He won every belt. He won the Dusty Rhodes Classic. He led the charge a few years ago when uh, NXT joined Survivor Series whenever all the wrestlers got stuck on the tarmac and they kind of had to throw him in. Uh, he, any match Adam Cole's in is a big match. Yeah, he's one of the best performers in the modern era. The, yeah. And, and, and I, when I say modern, I mean what currently is going on. Right. And of course, you know, he left recently to go sign with AEW. That's where his buddies are. Right. You know, we're seeing that uh, transpire through you know storylines, and you can tell how close he is to guys like the Young Bucks. Uh, so, good move for him. I'm glad. You know, I hate it. NXT lost him. There was nothing else he could have done right. in NXT. And if uh, he would have went to the main roster, they would have ruined him. We've talked about that. Right. They wouldn't have booked him the way that we would have booked yeah. him. A couple of years from now, he's going to be higher up on this list. But, I mean, right now, I, I, I feel like 34 is a good spot for him. So, he hasn't won, won any titles yet in AEW. I think that's going to change. I expect him to be world champion very soon, um, but he's just, I mean, he's good in the ring, he's good on the mic, he's smooth, got a great entrance. So, number 34, Adam Cole, baby. Yep, definitely, and he's one of my favorites, for sure. So, uh, now, <clears throat> this guy, number 33, if you just listen to our past show, uh, we talked about him quite a bit. I wish uh, I had a toothpick right now. Right. You just throw it at me. <laughs> We're talking about none other than the bad man himself, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. Because uh, we talked about the NWO on our past show. And uh, so number 33, Razor Ramon. I remember when he came into the WWF, his vignettes were gold. I mean, they were so good. Hey, yo. (laughs) 
And it didn't take very long at, at all for him to get over with the fans, right? He right. was a great performer in the ring. To this day, the ladder match between him and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10 is still talked about as being one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Right. Was it the first ladder match? Yes. Right? I think it was. Yes. And it was for the Intercontinental title. Right. Man, it was, oh my That's gosh, great. it was such a great, great. And then they had a follow-up ladder match that was just as good. Yeah. But I hate it that he never won the world title on any major promotion. I right. think he was very deserving. Yeah. And and to be honest, had he won the world title, he would have been higher up on this list. Right. I mean, and, you and I and talked. We had we had uh, we had Diesel on our last list, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash, and we talked. We're like, is, is Scott? And we're like, at the end of the day, it was yes. Scott Hall is a better worker in the ring. Yeah. He had the longevity. Better on the mic. Better on the mic. I mean, Ke- and, and that's not no slight, slight to Kevin Nash. No, Kevin Nash is good. Right. But Scott Hall, I mean, he oozed machismo. That's what that's right. that's what he said. I mean, yeah. you don't see anybody going out and mimicking Kevin Nash now, but Jay Lethal had a whole character where he was like kind of a a, a tweener between Macho Man and Scott Hall, yeah. like Macho, it, macho Machismo, or, the Black Machismo. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was just some of his mannerisms was one hundred percent Scott Hall, and so well, and you know the world title thing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. Jeff Jarrett wanted him to be world champion in TNA, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get the addiction out of his way. I right. mean, that's that's crazy. In three different wrestlers, we've talked about Twice. how how the addiction has gotten in the way. Right. You know, and I hate that. It is an an unfortunate part of the wrestling industry. Well, and 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 you think about we you know we talked about Jeff Hardy and now and now Razor Ramon. It took years. It took years away from us as fans. It took years yeah. away from us because because it, it they 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 just I mean they they had to get out early. Yeah. So and also he has one of the greatest lines in Hall of Fame speech history. He said as he was getting inducted in 2014, "Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last." But bad guys do. Yes. And Mr. Scott Hall, Mr. Razor Ramon, you will forever be on From Corner to Corner's top 50 list, coming in at number 33. Yep. You know, I should have let you start. (laughs) I did start. No, I mean, I shouldn't have let you start. Oh, gotcha. Because I'm getting sick in my stomach that I have to talk about this next guy. (laughs) I'm physically ill right now. <laughs> I just saw that. Number 32 on our list. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to put him on the list. I didn't. <laughs> we had to. We have to. Like, I, Listen, I know he has to be here. And if you don't know who number 32 is, you're not listening to I our other show. I bet Whitebread knows who we're going to say before you ever even right. say it. I could, I sh- <laughs> we should just call him. When he's listening to this on his way and be like, hey, have you got to the point yet? Because I'm just going to draw this out right now. So he's he's screaming at the radio right now. (laughs) Just say his name. Say his name. 
And if you don't know, we are talking about Mr. Cult of Personality, Phil Brooks himself. I'm not AKA CM Punk. Yeah, well, Phil Brooks. <laughs> I'm not sure that you can put a top fifty list together and not have Phil Brooks on there. Um, he has a cult following. I mean, we've seen that. <laughs> yeah. He was seven years of wrestler of, of dead wrestlers just or wrestling fans have just raised from the dead. Right. So he was at one time the longest reigning WWE champion in WWE history. Yeah. And we talked about that on our last show that, you know, we just kind of hinted at the fact that they made sure that Brock took that right. record away from him. Right. And then that Rome, we think that Roman's going to break Rock's, uh, Brock's record. Right. So, so but he, multiple time world champion. Yeah. Uh, main event matches. Fantastic on the mic. He'll, I mean, he, he, he ranks up near the top. Could cut good. I mean, his pipe bomb promo that he dropped where they cut his mic off, uh, you know, that's one of those that blurs the line between is that a shoot or or, or, or was that a work? Well, re- and, recent interview says that what he gave Vince versus what he said, two completely different things, and that's why the mic got turned off. Right. They cut his mic because <laughs> they didn't know how, they didn't know where he was going. Yeah. And you know it's a shame, and we've talked about this, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna delve into it any deeper. That we lost seven years of Phil Brooks, right? Because there wasn't any place else for him to go. There was no other place for him to go, and Vince wouldn't give him a main event match. Yeah. Do you know how much higher? And and listen, if you think I'm a fan of Phil Brooks, you you don't listen to our shows on a regular basis, right. okay? But I respect him in the ring. Yeah. And I respect what he does and if we don't lose those seven years if he doesn't go get his head pounded in in the mma rink right yeah and he's in he's in the wrestling ring where he needs to be he's much higher on this list right you know he emulates the ideal wrestler right great on the mic Mm -hmm. good luck you know good luck Great in the ring, mm-hmm. connects with the fans, maybe better than any wrestler current. Current, yep. right? And, and and like I said, been gone seven years. Mm-hmm. He comes back to the loudest pop. I mean, the pop was com- was compared to Stone Cold and and uh, Road Warrior pops. I right. mean, it was by far the loudest pop I've heard in a long time. And the fans knew he was coming out, right. and it still happened. Right. I mean, they're chanting his name right. when the song hits. Right. And you just don't see that wrestler a lot now. Right. Right? That hits check mark after check mark after check mark after check mark. And I agree. He could easily have been a top 20 guy on the list. Yeah. We never, Vince never gave him the opportunity to do that. And, and you know. And I think, and, and, and the fact that he's as high as he is shows you how good he is, right? With what he was given the opportunity to do, because a lot of times in WWE he was held down, yeah, uh, until until he got that four hundred and thirty four day world yeah. title run. Yeah. But I mean, and then he took the he almost made the Nexus thing work when he became the guy, uh, the leader of the Nexus. Then he had the 
the one faction where he right after he got his head shaved, he wore a mask and he had Luke Gallows and uh, and the lady uh, that shaved her head. I can't. The name is the name is uh, skipping me right now. But he he commentated like he he was good at anything he wanted to do. Yeah. And it's just a shame. And 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 he says that one of his he wanted to main event WrestleMania. And the year he wanted to main event WrestleMania, he was in a program with the Undertaker. Yeah, like it wouldn't have been that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. You know, the, and the crazy part about it is, is he was main eventing Raw. Right. Well, he main evented every other pay per view. Yeah. For those reasons and more, we obviously had to put. I can't believe I'm saying CM Punk on the list. But with the seven years that he missed. It really, it really lessened the height that he could go. Right. So, number thirty-two, Mr. Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk. Well deserved. And number thirty-one is, I think, one of the best wrestlers in WWE right now. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Um, he was also great at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. He was great at Florida Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then he came into WWE with The Shield. Mm-hmm. And we're talking none other than Seth Rollins. Burn it down! So, I... I I think the character that he has right now is really good. His... And he plays it so well. Egotistical, evil-minded character that he has with the most hideous outfits. I kind of like them. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. It really doesn't. But but they work Mm -hmm. for what he's doing. And Becky's doing the same thing. They must be shopping at the same god-awful Goodwill. I mean, they must be shopping at the ugly Goodwill <laughs> instead, instead of the regular Goodwill because it's some of the ugliest stuff I've ever seen in my life. I, he, he's probably paying thousands of dollars for them suits like Ric Flair used to pay for his robes because it, it, it works. I mean, and they're different every time he's out there. His... His new little twerk that they've done to the his entrance where it starts doing the oh, oh, oh and he's doing that like dance and stuff like that. He's just so good. He's and, good. And I, there's never been a time that he's been bad. His Monday Night Messiah character was good, which if we were doing this podcast back when they was doing that, would have totally been a missing the mark segment. Well, we told everybody that needs, they missed it. That needs to be a show topic. That's a good idea. Yep. And we'll leave that we'll leave for a that. show topic, and we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that then. But I mean, he's been multiple time world champion. Yeah. He's held the universal title. He's won Money in the Bank. Has the greatest cash in in Money in the Bank history. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the heist of the century. Is what they call it. Yeah. He. Broke up one of the best factions in history. Yeah. Albeit uh, too early. It was too early. Uh, and, and we've talked about that. Yeah. He's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. He can play any role that you need him to play. I eventually think that he plays the face opposite of Roman's 
heel character, and I think that's going to be a beautiful story. Seth Rollins, I think he's underrated and does not get the love that he should get, specifically from fans. Yeah. But Seth Rollins is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's been involved in some some fairly big storylines. He was the first guy to beat the, the Fiend, right? Yeah. Yeah. going to be one of the worst matches. And, in and they both knew it was going to be bad because yeah. they wouldn't let them have the match they wanted to. Right. Yeah, for sure. What a way to, to, to wrap up the, the top 30 there. There's some pretty big names on tonight's list. Right. As, so, you, can, as you can tell, the, the, as the macho man says, the cream rises to the top. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> so, to recap, we had 35 Jeff Hardy, 34 Adam Cole, 33 the bad guy, Razor Ramon. 32, Phil Brooks, and 31, Seth Rollins. And I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at next week's top uh, five, and there's some some fire on that list too. I mean, literal, <laughs> literal fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be uh, it's getting it's getting more and more intense each week. Yeah, and I feel like these shows have been going a little quick. We could talk more if we wanted to, we but could. I mean, I mean, like. CM Punk, we we kind of drug that out a little bit right. there. Talked a little bit more about Rollins. I think that the characters that need talking about, we talk about. Right. The characters that we don't, then we don't. You know, I think that that's the kind of cool part of it is. But uh, but you know, I'm excited. We're we're um, we're four shows down and six more to go. I was gonna say we're almost next week. We'll be halfway. We'll be halfway through. Yeah, so I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this top 50 list. And I hope that uh, it's drawing the emotion out of you as you're like, what the heck are they talking yeah. about? These fools don't know anything about professional wrestling. How's Adam Cole not in the top 20? Yeah. He's in AEW now. AEW should make the whole top 15. <laughs> Cody Rhodes number one. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Spoiler, Cody Rhodes yeah. isn't on the list. Yep, he is He is not. Sorry. I don't even think he was ever even discussed. He was not. So. But anyways. We digress. Yeah. Anyways, another great show. You want to uh, sponsor it out there a little I'll bit? I'll sponsor us. Let's shout out Darren's Dashing Dinners and Computer Repair. We have Crouch Family Bakery. Featuring bread claws, slanging fresh bread daily, and speaking of bread, stop and pick you up a loaf of the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be in terms of white bread, and that's none other than Heiner's himself, Heiner's white bread. (laughs) For sure, for sure. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. That wraps up this episode of Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. Tune in each Wednesday as we discuss our Mount Rushmore of wrestling and more. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page and click us a follow on the podcast. Until next time, this is Sean. And this is Neil. Stay safe, friends.